Welcome back, everyone. Today, we're joined by Ken Ito, who, by the way, I've known for so many years, for like 27 years, I've known him. I've known him before he got married, before he became a dad. Welcome to the show, Ken. So let me just do a little bit of uh, uh, introduction. So Ken is an expert in designing training programs and developing trainers. He has specialized in experiential leadership development work for over 20 years. Definitely. Since I've known you 27 years, I'm going to say it's 27 years at least, and delivered leadership development workshops all over the world. So today we're going to be talking about mastery. So let me start by welcoming Ken, and let me start by asking you, so what is mastery? Well, first, thanks, Tini. Great to see you. Um, What is mastery? Um, Well, I'll tell you, it's actually my favorite training. In the trainings that I conduct, you know, basic, uh, odyssey, all these other trainings, mastery is really my favorite training out of all of them. Yeah. And for those listeners, um, Ken is uh, one of our master trainers, and he does lots of uh, trainings uh, within the organization. And I have to confess, I absolutely love mastery as well. So let's start. I'd love to hear from you. Why is it your favorite training? It's my favorite training because out of all, you know, out of all the trainings I do, it's the one I use in my life pretty much every day. Mm. It's not like I don't use the other trainings, but really what the master's course is about. And, you know, we talk about either mastery or the master's course. It It's interchangeable, but it, it's really the principles and what we work on is really what I use pretty much, yeah, all the time in my life. And I know you, so you said it's one of your favorite trainings too. Why totally. is it your favorite trainings? Yeah, you know, um, at, at the end of the day, for those of you who are listening in, you can tell how much I love transformational work. I love people. And one of the things about mastery to me is about how do you produce results? And I love working with people who want to produce results, right? So the question then is, how do, how do I produce results with ease? So for me, that's one of the key things, which is what makes a good player a great player with ease? And um, the first time I did the program um, was many years ago. And the path in my, in my um, experience, the path of mastery which to me is creating results with ease is an ongoing path because I'm still confronted with challenges. I'm still confronted with all of these um, uh, surprises, right. That show up and it's how do I navigate it? And the road I'm on the path and the road is just ongoing. And so it's, for me, it's about enjoying the path as much as reaching the destination. What is Mm -hmm. it for you? I'm glad you brought up this phrase called creating results with ease or producing results with ease, because a lot of people say that, but honestly, most of the time, I think people get totally confused by that, you know, because when people hear that in general, my experience, what they hear is it like, okay, I can produce results and it'll be easy. 
but actually that's not really what it means. Yeah. Um, you know, everybody, all of us out there know in order to produce fantastic results, you got to work your butt off. You know, it's not like easy to do that. So uh, producing results with ease, really, if we look at it, is that on the road to producing spectacular results, a lot of people get lost. A lot of people experience a lot of stress, a lot of tension. And, and so we can have two people producing exactly the same result. OK, one person is experiencing a lot of joy, a lot of calm, a lot of peace. The other person producing exactly the same result. And they're experiencing a lot of stress and a lot of tension, you know, a lot of anxiety. But they're producing exactly the same results. And so what's the difference between those two people? That's a great and, question. Yeah. And so really what the difference is, is how they look at things, how they're looking at the world, the distinctions they make. And people who are on a path to mastery, one thing they're, they constantly work on is being able to make different distinctions. And the power in making distinctions is really what creates a path that is going to create a lot less pressure, a lot less tension, a lot less stress in life. Because we're all walking the path. We're all living life. And so really, you know, if we talk about just making distinctions for a second, why is making distinctions powerful? Because with when I make a distinction, what happens is my world gets richer. My world gets more complex, you know, not complicated, but it does definitely gets more complex. So simple example is if you look at a painting and you have no distinctions about art, you just see a what? A painting. A painting, right. Okay. But color, composition, media, brushstroke, with each distinction then that does that painting become richer yeah it becomes there's more to it message you know? message from the artist right what's the artist trying to communicate exactly mm -hmm. you know we we can take this to anything beef rundown <laughs> nasi goreng for those okay. of you not from asia this this is different foods fried rice yeah you know, but beef rundang, which I've actually had from your mom, you know, many years ago. Okay. And there are many distinctions you can make in beef rundang, right? You know, uh, beef rundang distinctions are going to be so different in the different states in Malaysia. So the, for those of you who don't know, I'm from Malaysia and I'm from the north. And so within the North, there are distinctions in different states. And in the South, there's difference, every state. And then if you even expand it, Indonesian and Malaysian, right? So interesting. Singaporean. Very different. Mm. Um, and so, you know, it, it's like making distinctions then allows me to see things differently. So when I make a distinction, so the power is it's always there. You just don't see it until you make the distinction. And when you see it, 
what I'm hearing is there's more choice. Yeah, it, the world changes. Because now I can't unsee it. Right. Once I've seen it, now, now I know it's there and my world is richer for it. The other thing, just kind of like when I talk about, I use it, you know, honestly, I, I got to tell you that COVID, COVID was tough, right? COVID was tough for you. COVID was tough for everybody. And in 2020 and really 2021, it, it, I mean, literally got me through practicing mastery this whole path of mastery got me through covid it's actually what got me because i i do remember probably in uh, it was december of 2020 december of 2020 and i remember it was uh, i hit a very low low point you know yeah. just like especially in december 2020 and at that time uh my mother was really sick at that point. And, you know, she was in Hawaii. I'm in Singapore. Um, and there's no way I could ever get there. And that's so tough. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that was hard. And, you know, and and also uh, everybody's stuck at home. There's nothing happening professionally or work wise. I hit a very, very low point. And really, it was really through practicing some of the principles of mastery that we talk about that really got me through that. And actually the, I did. And when I talked to people a lot who have done the master's course, they said that during the COVID period, that was one of the things that really was a powerful tool for them to get through that. And yeah, so when I say it's my favorite training, it's really not so much a training. It's really just part of what has become the fabric of my life, you know, part yeah. of what important for me. And what can, can you share um, maybe one or two distinctions that perhaps our listeners can start to practice as they leave our conversation in their lives? The, the one I really want, uh, I would ask people to really think about in terms of a distinction is I am not my results. Mm. Tell me more about that. Okay. So it, it's like most people, when they look at results, they look at results. Okay. In my life, I have good results and I have bad results. And, and that's the common point of view. And Usually when people see results as good results and bad results, it you know, they only want to look at good results and they don't want to look at bad results. And what's a powerful distinction is that results are not good, they're not bad, they're just results. What what ends up happening though is what people start to do is they start to define themselves by my results that who I am is determined by my results. So uh, so then if I have a great result, that means I'm confident, I'm strong, I'm powerful. And then if I have a bad result, there's something wrong with me. Right. And it's, it's, it's an easy trap to fall into because, you know, pretty much in life, we measure things by results. 
But what happens is it becomes more than that. People measure themselves by results. And actually, that's a very hard trap to fall into. Yeah. You know, I, I, obviously, you know, I work with lots of people um, in a coaching context. And it's, it's, I totally agree with you. And what's fascinating is if I have a bad, and I do this for those who are just listening via audio, quote unquote, bad results, it even shows up in the shape that I carry. So I spoke to someone this morning and she's decided that she had a bad result and therefore holds herself smaller. She even said it, I feel small. And so it's just fascinating how that decision impacts how I present myself, show up in the world that reinforces that same narrative, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, our body, you know, our body reflects our mental state. And conversely, our body affects our mental state. Absolutely. It works both ways. But so the really the biggest thing is that it, to define myself by my, result, by my results, most most of the world does that. But the difficulty is that in life, then, if I really want to feel confident, powerful, I want to feel, quote unquote, great, I've got to produce great results. But I mean, your life probably pretty much like mine. How often do you produce great results? Well, for you, it's got, I know every day, okay? The rest of us mere mortals. Okay? <laughs> this is why I love Ken Ito. The Keep going, us, Ken. Yeah, the rest of us mere mortals, not that often. But Teeny, I got it. Totally got it. <laughs> you know, but, you know, and so that, and that's pretty much like life. Uh, and so really the distinction is, what does result tell me? It doesn't tell me who I am. It just tells me how close am I to the goal I want to achieve? Am I on track or off track? And one thing about really, really successful people, like highly successful people, they have a different relationship with results. Because if I fail, doesn't mean I'm a failure. It just means, okay, I didn't get the result I wanted. Okay, so now get myself back on track. Where am I going to go? You know, what's next? So if anything, that's what I would leave people with. What is your relationship with results? Am I my result or I just have the result? You know, and the result just tells me how I'm doing, not who I am. Yeah, and you know what's interesting is there's, Relate so we talk, we're talking about my relationship with results. Um, there are people who hold on to a result that they got, I don't know, 15 years ago because it's defined me. It's a result that I love and therefore it defines me, and I hold on to that result, unable to move on. Exactly, right? See, and conversely, it's just as true. People have a bad result. Okay. And what do they do? They hold on to it. See, but the the way people hold on to it is not by holding on to it. They want to avoid it. They don't want to look at it. And so by avoiding it, by not wanting to look at it, you're not actually letting it go. You're holding on to it because I don't want to look at this bad result. 
And, and so then, because it means I'm bad, quote unquote. So now it's still with me and I hold on to it forever. So what starts to become available to people when they allow themselves to be at peace with their result, or maybe a different wording would be um, have a more productive relationship with their results, leave the past in the past. What, what starts to become available for people? What becomes available is now I've put the past in the past. And so now I've let go of what's been holding, holding of what I've been holding on to, whether it's a great result, whether it's a bad result. And so now I have the opportunity to create a new result. As long as I'm holding on to whatever results I'm holding on to, then it's very difficult to create because everything is in comparison. Comparison to what was great, comparison. So it's just either got to be more, better, different. And really people who really want to practice a path of mastery, it's about creating, not about having things be more, better, different. You know, the the last kind of uh, metaphor I want to leave you, you know, all the great philosophies in the world, they talk about, okay, here I have a cup. What makes the cup useful? When you can fill it? Well, you can fill it when it's empty. So what makes the cup useful? When it's empty. Yes. Cup full full can't use it. It's useless. And so all the great philosophies in the world always say, empty your cup. Ah, that is so powerful. One of the big things about practicing mastery then is starting to get control of our mind. Because our mind is the one that does all of this. Our ego, you know, all the beliefs we have, the relationship I have with results. So people who are really on a path to mastery are always working on their mind, you know. To empty the cup. Yeah, yeah, which for me is pretty easy because I have very little mind. So trying to get control of it is, you know, there's not a lot of mind I gotta get through. Ah, oh, you're so Whereas funny. for you, Tini, it would be a huge, because your mind is like massive. Oh, you're so funny. All right. Well, Ken, thank you so much for your time. It was fun. And see, it's been, I think when I did Mastery, it must have been at least 25 years ago. And I'm still learning. So thank you so much. Have a fantastic day. Thank you. Thank you, Tani. Thank you, everybody out there. Glad to see you, even though I don't see you. (laughs) Bye-bye.